0: Hey, everyone. Welcome to Marta Loop Church. I hope you're doing well. Uh, today, I am away on summer holidays, as you can clearly see, and so we are pulling an oldie-but-goody sermon video out of the vault, a message that I preached a couple years ago entitled, Finding God at CrossFit. Yeah, CrossFit. Um, You may know what that means, but for those of you who don't, it is uh, sort of the avant-garde exercise phenomenon over the last few years that so many people are into. And the sermon actually starts out with uh, a five-minute CrossFit workout that was done by a friend of mine, Matt Vanderkoy, when uh, this service was first preached. So... um, He was a a member of the Victoria Park CrossFit community, and so yes, the call to worship for church that Sunday, and this Sunday as you watch the video or whenever you're watching it, uh, was a workout, Um, because this church believes that all good workouts are God's good workouts, and that our bodies are these amazing creations with tremendous capacities uh, made by God. Um, God loves the human body so much that He took one on. So, today, I'm finding God in CrossFit, but before we get into that, let me open with a prayer. Father in heaven, thank you for these bodies that you've given us, and uh, for uh, the, the ability and capacity to steward them and care for them. And uh, in the case of those who are avid CrossFitters, um, strengthen them uh, for the life you give us. And we pray that as we now hear a message unpacking the nature of this uh, regimen, this exercise community, uh, regimen, um, that we would be able to see reflections of uh, you in in the people and uh, in the process and in this whole idea of gathering together to strengthen one another. So um, speak by your Spirit uh, through these words, uh, we pray. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, Amen. Awesome. All right, three rounds, five-calorie row, five hang, squat, snatch, five overhead lunges per leg, five burpees over the bar. And what you just witnessed in less than five minutes, you were slow to the clock there, that was 4.50, was a fairly typical CrossFit workout, a high-intensity, whole-bodied, now-all-the-rage fitness program that, according to the CrossFit training guide, best prepares trainees for any physical contingency, prepares them not only for the unknown, but for the unknowable. And how could I not preach a sermon on a fitness program that prepares us for the unknowable? So over the past 12 months, I've been promising Matt again and again and again that I'd preach a sermon on CrossFit. CrossFit. He seemed to be pretty into the into the idea, and I had no idea how much he was into the idea. (laughs) And it wasn't until Pastor Rich sent me a report written by two Harvard types who described how millennials who are now leaving the church are now going to other places like CrossFit, an alternative setting for community, that I knew I had to address the topic on a Sunday morning. And in the article, those authors write, As more and more of life happens in the CrossFit box, their gym, a growing question will be about the potential for CrossFit to deepen its role in bringing meaning to its members' lives. If they're going there instead of church, what would it look like for CrossFit to focus on heart and soul as well as body? When I first read that question months ago, I thought about our church's way of engaging God's truth wherever we find it in the world, and what if we took a serious look at CrossFit and started to name God's goodness and truth in that place where He's already present and then let people know in CrossFit about that, right down to the last workout of the day, the WOD or the last muscle fiber. But then I visited the Victoria Park box, and I saw that the heart and soul focus was already there. In the pre-workout conversations where everybody is just whispering and sharing strategy with one another freely. In the paired workout times, tag me in, I got you, tag me in, I got you. In the whispers and shouts and shouts of encouragement like we heard this morning, come on Matt, you've got it, go Colin, Rachel, you can do this. In the just right coaching techniques that had been thought through and were exemplified, in the leaders there, right there with you, beside you, in the broad inclusiveness of the program. So there was a 15-year-old there on Saturday, a young woman working alongside a 62-year-old man. And in all of it, especially in all of those high fives that were shared after the workout, everybody congratulating one another for success. So lots of heart and lots of soul But I still wanted to go deeper into the nature of CrossFit itself and name God's truth there. And I started asking, in what ways does CrossFit uniquely create and deepen community? And how does the CrossFit workout regime uniquely point to God, and how you made us God? And how are CrossFit athletes more human, more themselves, more fully imaging God, reflecting who God is through the workouts that they do. And as I began to study CrossFit, the first thing that struck me was what you're probably already starting to pick up, this whole-bodied, widely diverse kind of physical activity that the athletes engage in. From the training guide. Biking, running, swimming, and rowing in an endless variety of drills. The clean and jerk, snatch, squat, deadlift, squat, it's not squat. <laughs> Squash. Uh. Deadlift, push press, bench press, and power clean. Jumping, medicine ball throws and catches. Pull-ups, dips, push-ups, handstands, presses to hand. Now it's becoming gymnastics. Presses to handstand, pirouettes, kips, cartwheels, muscle-ups, sit-ups, scales, and holds. They make regular use of bikes, the track, rowing shells, and ergometers. Olympic weight sets, rings, parallel bars, free exercise mat, horizontal bar, pilometrics, boxes, medicine balls, and jump rope. And every day, the WOD, the workout of the day, changes with different combinations of these elements. CrossFit founder Greg Glassman, in an article I read, began refining his approach as he built CrossFit. He favored gymnastic and powerlifting moves he knew from growing up and functional calisthenics, squatting pull-ups that force the body to use large muscle groups together, like in real life. This is where CrossFit gets a little unique. He liked the idea of throwing exercises at clients seemingly randomly, believing it resembled the way early humans had to overcome daily physical obstacles. CrossFitters lift heavy weights from one place to another, if you've watched the CrossFit games. They climb. They do stairs. They toss heavy things. They jump. And as I've been coming to understand it, they do a very generalized kind of workout. Our specialty, they write, is not specializing. And in this way, with obviously huge intensity added, they do replicate real life. The program has a kind of bodily resonance with what people would normally do as human beings or used to do a lot more, therefore bringing about a fitness that is eminently practical, something maybe our bodies remember, and maybe find more natural. Which might be why researchers have now discovered that short, intense, whole-bodied workouts have a much bigger beneficial impact than long-term, specialized workouts do according to a McMaster University kinesiologist, studies, the one-minute workout. And that might be why even a few intense touches of God in your life, short power bursts, seem to be enough to carry you for years in terms of your spiritual fitness. Anyways, back to the community element. Could it be that a whole-bodied, more natural exercise regimen done together, intensely, deeply deepens, profoundly deepens community in a unique way. And then what about all that dealing with the unknown that comes when you don't know what that workout is going to be until you arrive and you don't know if you can do it? I mean, surely that mimics life as well. You have no idea what today is going to hold, or this week, or this year. And we need a kind of generalized life fitness in order to be best prepared for any contingency so that we can adapt as necessary, so that we can communally strategize together to find a way and be lost together and learn to adapt together and find a way forward together and be better prepared for whatever may come together through our workout regime, through our community regime. To be fully human, we need to possess that kind of knowledge, bodily and in all of life. In the Bible, this kind of general life fitness is called wisdom. And the concept of wisdom holds that there's a way to live life, a way to get it done, to get into the routine and finish well. There's a grain to the universe, a natural order to things to be a human being, and God's wisdom is embedded in the laws of the universe, in the chemistry of the air that we breathe, in the physics behind all forces, and in the gravity that holds everything in place when a CrossFit athlete does a workout. And God's wisdom is embedded in the miraculous nature of your body, in how your muscle fibers work, in the structural design and strength of your knees. And in the pushing through psyche, that thing that you dig deep down inside to find, to get through. And God's wisdom is also found in the good relational nature of a community that shouts out for someone they love. You can do it. You can finish. We're with you. And all of that wisdom, in my mind, in our minds, points to God's wisdom. Wisdom. His way for life to be and for things to work, for everything to work out. And it's a wisdom that we can know, in part, even as an athlete knows their bodies and can figure out a way through a routine that they've never seen before. And when you see that wisdom for what it is and get yourself into the groove of God's wisdom for life... You experience good things. So while I was visiting the Victoria Park box, I talked to several athletes about what it's like to find wisdom's way. I didn't use that language. But as you come to master a workout or a move, tell me what it's like that moment. And Coach Mike describes getting it, that moment, this way. You're faced with an unknown challenge that you've never done before, and as you step into it, at first there's a bit of confusion and nervousness. Often athletes will compensate by coming out too quick, and then they realize they're going way too fast and slow it down and pace it out, calm their heart rates. And then you start thinking about how you need to be efficient, analyze where you're doing things wrong, and tighten up your technique. You, they actually realize, okay, not this muscle so much. Use this other muscle a little bit more because you know later on you're going to have to do that and use this muscle, so preserve. Like they're thinking. They're that bodily aware in that moment. Then once you find the equilibrium, lose the wobbles and the sloppiness, you try to figure out how fast you can go without losing your technique. And the whole time you're learning and reading off of your body, keeping your heart rate where you want it to be, 80% of max, and then you just hold that pace for the rest of the time. And then, if there's a few minutes left in the workout, then you go fast. And listening to Mike, I thought, that is a prescription for the spiritual life, for anybody's life. And then I thought about how a good coach like him or the other coaches I spoke to are a lot like God and like how the Spirit of God encourages us and advocates for us and within us and around us, tries to help us pace our lives, this fast. And then I ask myself, if a whole-bodied exercise regimen really is best for the body, would a widening of the scope of that wisdom, that math, lead to an even greater sense of just Of of being alive for a CrossFit athlete, instead of just looping in every muscle in all of your body and the wholeness of your mind and psyche, what if you included the fullness of your soul and your spirit in that moment as well? And would the yes of a CrossFit athlete or any elite athlete, mastering a moment, finding the zone, accomplishing the goal, would it be even more profound for them, if you could loop in that spiritual soul side of things. And then I wondered <laughs> if the work that I put into my soul health was anywhere near the work that a CrossFit athlete puts into their workout of the day or what we just saw this morning. I mean, Matt and Colin and Rachel, they talked about you, you put everything into it. You, you leave yourself On the mat, you do not leave anything back, hold anything back. You give it all. And I'm trying to think, have my prayers, God, has my life ever been that intense? And then the Apostle Paul's words started reverberating in my mind and in my bones. You've all been to the stadium and seen the athletes race Everyone runs, one wins, run to win. All good athletes train hard. They do it for a gold medal that tarnishes and fades. You're after one, that's gold eternally. I mean, that's the wad that you're in. This is the life that you've been given. I mean, imagine what your life, your spiritual life, would look like Were you to exercise it with this kind of intensity, even five minutes could transform your year. What you do shapes you. And what you don't do shapes you. So what's the medicine ball squat pull-up move equivalent that you need to begin to implement into your daily workout to exercise that muscle that doesn't get exercised so that you can fully be you. Because you fully you is the life that you're made for, bodily and otherwise. We are all made and meant to feel in the most whole-bodied, whole-spirited sense, the yes that a CrossFit athlete feels when they succeed in finishing a workout. Life is meant to finish with that kind of yes. Our communal life as a church is meant to feel at times, at just those right times, like yes. And just like all those high fives I saw last Saturday, only in an infinitely greater way, with the whole cosmos rolled into the workout, all of it is meant to shout yes. And you're made for that in your part. To do whatever is necessary, to do what you never thought possible. You feel like the best version of yourself you can be, said Colin, one of the coaches. Unstoppable. Nothing is going to hurt me. It almost feels like a supernatural feeling. It's almost like meditation, said Garrett, a coach. Is Colin a coach? I made him a coach. Colin, we dub thee a coach now, in church. In the name? No. And with the right coach, we can get there. Paul writes, I can do all things through him who strengthens me. All things. And Jesus said, Verily, truly, very truly, I tell you, whoever believes in me will do the works I have been doing, and they will do even greater things than these, because I'm going to the Father. And we're not talking some easy, wide road to the good life here, because neither Jesus nor any good CrossFit coach would ever say that. We're talking a pain-filled, grueling, sometimes death-defying, so much work I don't know if I can even make it, but I'm going to keep on going anyway. I'm going to push myself like an elite CrossFit, CrossFit athlete kind of workout, this life that you've been called to. So what makes a CrossFit community so real? Well, Rachel, Rachel said, I think it's the communal suffering And that's true of our bodies in a CrossFit box, but that's true in this box, isn't it? When we suffer together in our small group, when somebody's losing it because their kid is, you know, when somebody's died, that's when we become community, right? Suffering, glory, they're, they're mixed mysteriously. The hardest thing you'll ever do, maybe that thing in your life, for the greatest reward you could ever imagine. I mean, that's what all the Old Testament saints endured. And that's what the Apostle Paul and the other apostles and disciples suffered. And that's what Jesus voluntarily stepped into. Do you see what all this means? All these pioneers who blazed the way. All these veterans cheering us on. It means we'd better get on with it. Strip down. Start running. And never quit. No extra spiritual fat. No parasitic sins. Keep your eyes on Jesus, who both began and finished this race we're in. Study how he did it because he never lost sight of where he was headed, that exhilarating finish in and with God. He could put up with anything along the way, cross, shame, whatever, and now he's there in the place of honor, right alongside God. When you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again. Remember that workout again. Go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility he plowed through. And that will shoot adrenaline into your souls. Jesus has the technique for all things figured out. Jesus is wisdom embodied in perfection. He's the way things are, and He's the way there. He's a picture of God, perfect in power, lived out in a human life, wisely implemented at just the right time and just the right way, being human. And Jesus worked. He pushed through suffering. He endured unimaginable pain in order to attain unimaginable glory. So when you find yourself flagging in your faith, go over that story again, item by item, that long litany of hostility that he plowed through, and that'll shoot adrenaline into your souls. Catherine, David's daughter, one of the, the strongest woman in the world, the fittest woman in the world, at the end of a grueling workout in the video on Netflix on CrossFit Games, could barely breathe, and she says, it's such a grind, it's... It's just like a grind. It's like who can work. And then another athlete, Kara Webb. That was really hard. She could barely walk, really hard. I loved it, though. And I see their faces and the sweat pouring off their bodies and the work that they put in, and I can only hope that those would be the words that I would say to God when I see Him face to face. As I've entered into the world of CrossFit these past few weeks, I've come to realize that to be the greatest overall athlete, or the best you can be, you need to give everything, all of your life, your heart, soul, mind, and strength. You've got to go through that, I don't even know if I can do this, I don't even know if I believe this, I don't even know if I believe in myself, my body is falling apart, my life is falling apart, I don't know what's true, I have so many doubts, moment, and you got to, to the point where it could kill you. And early CrossFitters, they warned, to do this at your own risk, this could kill you. They're a little more moderate now for liability reasons, I presume. Gotta sign a <laughs> they got to sign a waiver. Yeah, we should have a waiver for church. You want to follow Jesus? So to get where you want to go, I'm assuming that's why you're here, you got to go all the way everything, your life, your very life on the line. Starkly, Jesus says, if you don't go all the way with me through thick and thin, then you don't deserve me. If your first concern is to look after yourself, you'll never find yourself. But if you forget about yourself and look to me, you'll find both yourself and me me, the prize, the goal, the way. You'll find your way as a mom, as a dad, as a father, as a friend, as a worker. And you'll get to know the God of the way when you find the way. And be known and loved and encouraged and cherished and know who you belong to, and know what club you're a part of, and know who you are. And you'll know that the one who knows who you are is almighty, all-powerful, omni-everything, truly Superman, God with us. And you'll know. You'll know that the Lord Almighty is with you, and that the Lord is the strength of your life. And you'll know that what he says about himself is true. Jesus, I'm A to Z, the Alpha and the Omega. I'm the God who is, the God who was, and the God about to arrive. I'm the sovereign strong. Let's pray. So, God, help us to hear those words like an athlete or a regular person trying to work out and facing a bar that they don't know they can pull themselves up onto or a weight they don't know they can lift, facing a, a congenital illness in their body that has become so heavy they don't know if they can carry it anymore, facing doubts about faith or about their ability to be a good parent or a good wife or friend, feeling uh, fear about aging and death, feeling uh, dissatisfied in work or life. Help us, wherever we're standing, before whatever workout of the day, to hear you beside us saying words about your almightiness and your love and your grace and your goodness and your strength and how you know the way. Listen to me. I know the way. I know you. I know what's right for you. I know the pace for you. Follow me. Help us, God, all of us, to follow you and to hear that voice and to live this life with intensity as though it matters for a medal that will shine eternally, we pray in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit.